Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company on the driver's seat. We do it every week thanks to Kubota Building Australia. And you can listen to Matt and Steve live on a Wednesday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hang out with the lads live during the E-Series. Get the app and have a listen. This week, we had a chat to one of Australia's biggest supercars fans, you may have grown up with her as a member of High Five, but she grew up loving motorsport. We had a chat to Charlie Robinson. What does Charlie Robinson got to do with the driver's seat goes racing on a Wednesday night, talking to you two slouches? Well, she tore up the screens, what, many years ago. I don't want to say she's old because she's not. This is not going well, is it? <laughs> no. Uh, I think you should just Charlie, be Charlie, well, my kids loved you on High Five. You love your motor racing. Welcome to the driver's seat goes racing, Charlie Robinson. Oh, Jace, you're just sucking up now because that went really pear-shaped for a minute. Yeah, I know, I know, mate. I'm very, I'm very sorry. Over to you, Stevie Johnson. Oh. So sorry, we're trying to get you in the middle of a of a race two to three break here, Charlie, because we know how much you love your motor racing. Are you watching the the E series at yeah. the moment? Yeah, that was really exciting, actually, to get our first wildcard winner there in Brock. And you know, I just heard what you were saying about him, but it's nice to actually have a driver that has genuine talent, even though I know he's bringing the sponsors and everything, I'm personally really excited to have him there at Tickford. I think it's the best place. Like, he'll be have that support behind him. And he, you know what? When I interviewed him at the 12-hour, he could talk. You know, he's got a head on his shoulders. He wasn't yes. arrogant. He, You know, like, that means so much to fans like me when they're nice kids. So oh, oh, I shouldn't call him a kid. He's a man. But having um, said that, Charlie, I said before that he's he's much he is young, but he's he's very mature for his age, and he's got a very yeah. um, stable head on his shoulders, hasn't he? God, that's refreshing as well. Because I tell you, we do meet some you know athletes that carry a few heads could be carrying a few heads on their shoulders. <laughs> I'm trying to say it in the <laughs> nicest possible way. So it's nice as our next generation of supercar drivers. We've got some diamonds in the rough there, and I think Brock's one of them. So I'm glad that he got some attention tonight because without racing and as our usual races, you know, this is disappearing for sponsors and for drivers. So when you get that little bit of media tonight, it's all good for them. And speaking of media, Charlie, uh, people may not know that you are a genuine fan and you've been around our sport for a very long time. So sort of fill us in. Where did it, Where did your love of all this petrol and really tyre smoke start? <laughs> I'm sorry, I really should have talked about that before because people are probably listening going, what is the high five chick talking about? Yeah, <laughs> she sounds really knowledgeable. What would she know? It started, <laughs> I can tell you where it started. It started with her dad loving mm. my dad. There you go. It did. Am I wrong? That's exactly it. So that's yeah. how I was raised. I was so much, my sister and I were supercar fans, so much Fiat supercar fans, that I had the number 17. I drew it and outlined it in the right colours for the car for your dad. And I put it beside my bed. I think I was like five years old. And Bathurst is like the Robinson Christmas. It was a very serious, you know, when dad was allowed to have a beer at 9am, we got a big screen hired in, you know, everyone could come if you brought a flag. It was, we had to wear the merch and I would pray throughout the race 
predict a win because it just, I remember growing up and hearing everything would go wrong for him, whether it was a kangaroo, a rock, just bad luck. So I would pray and pray that he would get the win. And then, um, you know, dad took my sister and I to Bathurst to the track for our first time when I think I was like eight years old. And he told us to close our eyes and feel the engines in our soul. And from that moment, I was a rev head through and through. It's like, it means everything to me. Supercars, like that's our sport, <laughs> our family sport. So now you know why. <laughs> Even during High Five, we had to once perform on Bathurst Day and I thought that was so sacrilegious. Like it is just disgusting that I had to get up and perform for a show and I'd run out the back in my dressing room and watch what lap they were up to. But yeah. So you're better Water than me. I was invited to a wedding once on Bathurst Sunday by a friend of mine and I said no. I said, mate, there's no Did way. You? I'm Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I said, there is no way. That's mate. all right. Charlie was just mean to the kids. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just bolted. No autographs for Charlie today. Yeah. She's not feeling it's well. She's just out the back. That's lap 155. No, I, 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 uh, I, I did not go. And uh, I think he got married. Ooh. I don't know. I haven't spoken to him uh, since. I, I think he got married. married. I think he got married. But, you know, how rude. Like, who gets married on Bathurst Sunday Grand Final no, day? I always, yeah. I always Just, said I would not turn up on my own wedding if it was Bathurst Day. But but having said all of that, uh, Bathurst also has a special meaning to you in regards to weddings as well, does it not? <gasps> I can't believe it. I know. So this past Bathurst, um, I went down to the grid because my boyfriend at the time, Liam Talbot, races in the Porsche Carrera Cup Series and they were about to go on the grid. They were the dummy grid. And I got pulled down there and I didn't even want to go because I'm just not that kind of girlfriend that goes near them. Like at that point, I think they should be focusing on the race. So I thought it was totally unprofessional that he said, come down there. But then he got down on one knee and somehow the Fox Sports cameras were there and they were watching it and he proposed. And to be honest, you know, you've got a good one. If they know that Bathurst means that much to you and they still love you when you're borderline obsessive about the mountains. (laughs) Uh, I, I reckon you. Yes. I reckon you've got that wrong. I reckon if any woman, if any bloke, knows that he can actually propose to his future wife on the on the dummy grid and not get his head kicked in, that's what makes her a keeper. <laughs> With cameras around, absolutely. Because if I'd have asked Helen McKeldon to marry me on the dummy grid before I would have gone racing, the answer would have been a flat out no. A dead set no. Well, yeah, you know I what I was worried shot. about? That it would be the bad luck that imagine if he, like, crashed out or something and that's oh, me God. because he's just proposed to me. But he won. He won that race. So, and apparently the commentators said he needs to get engaged every day if he's going to drive like that. So I thought, oh, thank God, that's so much pressure off the woman. <laughs> Charlie, that story is a lot better than the one I heard from Stevie Johnson tonight on how he lured his beautiful wife into his waiting (laughs) arms. He was dressed as a drag queen wearing high heels and fishnet stockings. Could you imagine that? Was that your proposal night? No, God, it wasn't my proposal. That was when we first decided that, you know, we would we sort of liked each other, and I was in a dress, and I had fishnets oh on. God. I actually think that says more about Brie than it says about you. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a long discussion with Brie as to why she finds you in fishnet stockings, six-inch red pumps, and red lipstick attractive. I, I can tell you why, Charlie. I can tell you why. Because, <laughs> oh, do you know? because 
everybody else was horrified with how I looked that night, so no one would speak to me. She's the only person that would. She felt sorry for you, didn't she? I was that little little lamb in the corner that everyone felt sorry for. Jeez, oh, Steve, never be the little lamb, trust me. <laughs> no, could you imagine? It's like seven foot tall and about 140 kilos in fishnet stockings. Oh, That's a hell of a go lamb. Go easy, mate. Go easy. <laughs> That's a heck of a lamb. So, so Charlie, tell us what your thoughts are on, on the e-racing. Obviously, we're... You know we're pinned down at the moment. We can't we can't get out to a track. We can't race. Um, and as you mentioned, Liam, your partner, your fiance, future husband, is also a driver. What's it like in your household at the moment now that we can't get out? We can't go to the racing. He's not racing. How have you guys been coping with the lockdown scenario? Well, we're pregnant, so that's I, we did know that. Is, it, is yeah, Liam pregnant yeah. as well? <laughs> no. Oh, congratulations! Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Number no, two we're for doing the a lot Robinson of gardening and everything. <laughs> But you know what? To be honest, with your question, I would have thought a few weeks ago, I would have been honest with you and said, it's not my cup of tea, e-racing. I'm not into gaming. I recognize the great work SimWork does. We've got a sim here at home and Liam trains on it, learns tracks, whatever. It's great. But from a fan point of view, I thought, what am I going to enjoy out of this? And then I turned it on. And I have to say, my dad made a big impression on me as well. I mean, he, you know, like he straight away just loved it. The commentary, I mean, there's something very soothing about hearing Compo's voice back in your living room again, but it just, it gives us fans something when racing's not happening. My dad actually hopes this keeps going, even when we're back on track. He finds it that interesting. I liken it to having, uh, watching an NRL game without a ref. Things just keep flowing. Your favourite driver or team, they aren't out. They can get back out there at a push of a button. They're in the pits and then they're back. Yeah. You know, you don't lose in the first lap like we do on the track. They haven't pulled a hammy and they're out. They're they're still in there. No, exactly. There's so many parts of it that's great. And I think it's really well done. It's a bit personal. You know, we get to see the guys, you know, behind the wheel a lot more. We get to hear from drivers that we don't usually talk about very often. Um, You know, I just think there's a lot of pros about it, whereas I was prepared to say, I'm not a gaming girl. This is not what, you know, racing is to me. But here I am telling you that I genuinely enjoy the races. And I think for us fans that have nothing else at the moment, it has given us something to cheer about. And you know what? It still takes a lot of skill. I jump on Liam's um, sim and I'm out in like five seconds. So it, <laughs> it, it, it does require a lot of skill to still race these cars. Do you like, do you like the fact that um, you, we get to see a bit more of the personality of guys as well? You know, like you, that we've, they've got all the webcams. Yeah. There's so many guys that they're talking to behind the scenes. And to have guys like Max Verstappen and uh, Lando mm, Norris and yeah. these sort of guys, I think it's just sensational for the whole Australian motorsport and so, and, the, and the supercars community because normally we would never, ever get to see these guys. Totally. And I think people like Max Verstappen, they're going to bring a new audience to our supercars. And that's a really good thing. Even internationally, they're watching. And that's a wonderful, you know, and kids here that are only into F1 and haven't really gotten into supercars, maybe. You know, they, it's a new generation of viewers we might get. I love the excitement of the F1 drivers. And I love it more when they don't win because it's just like, we look like we're great. Um, <laughs> we, as if, as if I'm SVG behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, what you were saying, I totally, totally agree. It's just giving us something exciting watching those drivers. Um, oh, my God, I've got baby brain. There's something you said in the beginning, and I was so desperate to tell you, 
and now I've completely forgotten. Baby it's like growing. all I of tell, my brain I tell you, cells are in I my I tell you what milk. I do. Well, I've got that. I must be pregnant because I get that brain all the time. <laughs> no, you're just old. <laughs> That's what that is. Hey, I, I do want to get your professional opinion on Chaz Mostert's new hairstyle. Yay or nay? Oh, I'm not a fan. Like, I'll be very di- honest. It's the dirtiest M&M look you've ever seen. No, it's a Donald Trump look for sure. Yeah, it's the Don. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it could be. I don't know. I, I think, hasn't he always been quite superstitious about his hair? Like, I remember once a year ago talking to him and he hadn't washed it since, like, because he was on such a good roll and, you know, with wins and then things went oh, bad and he that. cut it. Uh, there could be something superstitious for him, but I think, um, oh, I don't know. Surely Walkinshaw aren't going to go for that hairstyle. Why not they make him do oh, no, it? That's got it. Right? That's got it. Could we see Liam Talbot with that hair? In uh, in the middle of lockdown, are you are you likely to stick his head into a bucket of oh. peroxide and give it a crack? No, so he's even. Oh, don't tell him I'm telling you, but I've made it into a ponytail um, because he oh. hasn't been oh. We're not at the man bun stage, but we're at the ponytail stage. <laughs> hey, you should you should do his beard too, Charlie. You should maybe colour his beard like oh, just in the middle, oh, like a GT dear, stripe, oh Ford GT stripe. Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you. You know, Steve, when you were just saying how we get to see the personal side of some of these drivers, like, you know, yes. a lot more camera vision. That's what I feel sometimes we lack in supercars because I love seeing getting to know the drivers. It gives me buy-in to, you know, the teams. And I think we're getting there, but I think we can do so much more, and that's what this has shown. Like, you yeah. want to see their personalities really shine. Um, we don't just need to be the slick corporate sponsorship that we have in the past. Like, you want to, you want to see the bit of biff. You want to see a bit of like passion from the drivers. You know, the Davy Reynolds personality is coming yeah. out, and I think that is buy-in. I think I hope we do change that in the future with our interviews and everything going forward with Supercars. You know, let those real personalities shine. All right, Charlie Robinson. Uh, it's so good I'm to hear your voice again. No, 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 it's so good to hear your voice again, mate. And I'm girl, sorry, Jason's just worried that Jason's just worried that you, you, the race has started and you're going to miss too much of the race Absolutely. and start yelling at us. And, and I'm sorry the interview so didn't sorry, get off to. A, I'm sorry the interview didn't get off to a great start, but I think we did well by the end. Okay. Right, right, I've got to go watch as well. This is looking good. Charlie Robinson, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, Have a good guys. one. It's a driver's seat thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, and together we're building Australia. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.